If you are watching us online, wherever you are watching us, if the Lord has given you that ability, that grace, speak in tongues to glorify God.
we thought we wouldn't make it this far. I was talking to a friend at work, and he said, in March, when this coronavirus and everything started going out, he said, my anxiety level is so high, and I don't know if I can make it this year. But regardless of somebody's anxiety level being high, our hope is and was in Jesus. So our anxiety was never high. Because we know that he that is in us is greater than he that is on this earth. Hallelujah. Irrespective of what this year has been. Some of us negative. Some of us positive. Regardless of it all. It's of no importance. But the only thing that we want to acknowledge is that thank you Jesus for taking us through. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for this privilege and um, that the Lord has given to us to, you know, come before him in this time and in this season. And I want to thank God for pastor's life. Um, he's not here today. He's not home, actually. He's in Lynchburg today, fellowshipping with the, uh, our brothers and sisters in Lynchburg. So, um, pastor is not home. He's not here, but he's fellowshipping. He's on assignments. I want to thank God for the leadership. I want to thank God for your life, for being here in this rainy day today. I was like, man, this rain is pouring, but the Lord is good. We are here. I want to dive straight into the word. and It's going to be a very brief word, I promise, no more than two hours. And after that, we will pray. Amen. No more than two hours. Amen. Um, by God's grace, the theme for this year's Christmas convocation is the excellence of knowing Christ. The excellence of knowing Christ. So when you know Christ, it does not become the failure of knowing Christ. You know, the excellence of knowledge of Christ. I want to correct myself. The excellence of the knowledge of Christ. And our main scripture is taken from Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. Philippians 3, verse 7 to 8. And um, the subtopic that was given to me today is the loss of everything. The loss of everything. I believe that is one word that nobody wants to hear. The loss of everything. The loss of everything. If there be one person that will really understand the loss of everything, that is Job. Rich today, the next day, he was the brokest, if that is a good English, brokest man on the planet. The loss of everything, everything that he has worked for, everything that he has achieved, years and years of work, years and years of labor, by a day, Life changes. Well, I'm not preaching about Job. But the subtopic is the loss of everything. And I want us to read the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians, chapter 3. Before I we get to the verse 7 and 8, I want to step back a little bit so that we read 
uh, maybe from verse 1 so that we can actually understand the whole scripture. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this. About this, no one, no trouble for me. And it's a protection for you. Watch out for dogs. Watch out for evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. Verse 3. For we, for we are the circumcision, the one who serve by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I, wa- I once also had confidence in the flesh. If anyone else think he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcise the eighth day of the nation of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrew regarding the law, a Pharisee regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. Verse 7. But everything that was a gain to me, I consider to be a loss because of Christ. But everything that was a gain to me, I consider to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I consider everything now he's not consider, considering some part. I consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ, Jesus, my God. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them filthy so that I may gain Christ. Amen. So to give a little background of this scripture, in accounting, we will probably say that the person is taking stock. The person, Paul, the Apostle Paul right here, is stepping back a little bit and doing an inventory of his life. Where he came from and where he is now. By Paul mentioned some specific things that I want us to take our time and to understand. The verse 4, it says, Although I once also had confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has ground for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcise the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrew, Regarding the law, a Pharisee. Regarding zeal, persecuting the church. Regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. So Paul is taking a step, right, in this letter. And he's writing to the church of Philippa. And he's telling them that regarding the things that you take pleasure in it, if you want to achieve in those things, I am. Regarding the things of this world, If you want to take inventory and put yourself in a scale of 1 to 10, I'll probably say I am on 10. Here Paul breaks two things. One is his 
hereditary, his heritage, and two, it's his possession. So he broke his heritage by saying that when it comes to circumcision, on the eighth day, I, Paul, I was circumcised. Why is this so important? Paul is trying to tell the church that I just have not achieved what I have by my own means, but I was brought up right. In other words, my parents were very law-abiding parents. So when it comes to knowing the law, my parents abide by the law. In the book of Genesis chapter 17, verses 9 to 12, God told Abraham, he said, Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep, you, you must keep my command. And you, you must keep my command, you and your descendants, after the generation to come. This is my command with you and your descendants, after you. The covenant you, you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision. And it will be a sign of my covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male who, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised. So Paul is giving a reference here. That when it comes to the law, my parents brought me up right. So the words that I'm writing to you is based on experience based on what I have achieved. So if Paul has, has been circumcised, then Paul is trying to tell the church that I am a descendant of Abraham. So the blessings that God spoke concerning Abraham, I am a partaker of that blessing. But irrespective of that blessing, he proceeded by saying that I count it all lost. Paul said that the family that I am from, they carry weight. They are not from any, I'm not from any ordinary family. I'm from a family that when, my, when our name is called, it's called with some level of power and some level of authority. And some of us, that is what we have now. That we can say that when our names are called, are called or are mentioned, because of the family, because of where we come from, our names are mentioned with some sort of respect and some sort of integrity. But yet, Paul is saying that even though I am, even though I have this, it carries no weight. When it comes to Christ, where I come from carries no weight. When it comes to Christ, the family that I was born into, it's irrelevant. So what my dad has, or what my mom had, or what I even inherited, has no value when it comes to Christ. He proceeded by saying, a Hebrew born of Hebrew. And from the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin is the tribe that the first king of Israel came out for of. Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul is saying that 
I just don't inherit the blessings of Abraham. I'm also from the tribe of Benjamin. Kinship, authority, and power. When my name is called, it comes with it. Kinship. Where Paul comes from is very solid. That he could boast at any time. He can use that and put that on his shoulder and to do what he wants to do. And wherever he gets to, because of where he comes from, people have to get out for him to sit. But him coming to Christ, all that has no value. I don't know what you are holding on to. Maybe where you are coming from. To us, we think it carries so much weight. That because of where we come from, we have so much ego. Tonight, God is telling us that when it comes to Christ, that carries no weight. The first portion is where he comes from. The second one, Paul proceeded by talking about his accomplishment. His accomplishment. Verse 4. We are still on verse 4. Although I was, although I once also had confidence in the flesh. If anything else, think he has grounds for confidence in the flesh. I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, born of Hebrew. Regarding the law, a Pharisee. Regarding zeal, persecuting the church. Regarding the righteousness that is in the, door, in the, in the law, blameless. So now, there has been a shift from where I come from and from what, where I come from, place the value that it places in me to what I have accomplished. So because Paul has studied the law so well, he has studied the law to the standard when he, when he raises charges against the church, he has every word to back his charges. His physical accomplishment, what he has achieved, to some of us, it may be our education. To others, it may be whatever that you carry, so that whatever that is valuable to you above God. So you carry that thing so high that it comes first before you choose God. Paul is saying that when it comes to what I have achieved, I am very educated. As a matter of fact, I have so much schooling that he called himself a Pharisee. A Pharisee is those who have studied the law. 
they know the law. They can quote you the law from A to Z. That is their job. Apostle Paul says that I count this all loss. All what I inherited from my family, all what I have worked, I have accomplished in life, I count it all loss. When it comes to Christ, these things carries no weight. excellence of knowledge of Christ, the loss of everything. The loss of everything when it comes to Christ. Where we come from does not matter. What we have achieved does not matter. So if we think that because of our achievement, our achievement is good. But if you think that because of what you have achieved, everybody has to bow before you. Paul said, I count it all loss. If we think that because of what we have achieved, that carries weight and God comes next after our achievement, he counted all loss. So with this inventory that Paul is doing, the two most valuable things that we men will hold on so much, he's deviated from all of that. I got this. I have two husbands. I have two wives. I have two houses. I have two this. I have so and so this. I have this and I have that. I count it all loss. That is positive. But let's also go to negative. Some of us, we are so bitter, so bitter in our hearts, based on experience, based on hurt, that because of that encounter, it carries value than God. Because of what we have been through, that hurts. It hurts so bad that even we don't want to hear God. No, Paul is just not counting the positive. The positive we can erase out very easily. But what about the negative? The experience that we have been in that caused us to be broken or even the, the situation that we are in today. Maybe for some of us, it may be our immigration. To others, it may be marriage. To some, it may be job. That because of that bad experience, we counted so high that every part of our life has to be about that experience, not about Christ. But yet Paul said, I count it all loss. Positive and negative. Whatever we place value in, 
We pay attention to those things. Whatever you place value in, you give it more attention. So Paul said, I have, I like the fact that I know the law. I like the fact that I've been to school. I know, I like the fact that the car is good. I like the fact that the house is big. But all these achievements came through somebody. And when I remember that person, those things carries no weight. When I remember where I was from, and today where the Lord has brought me, those things carries no value. Now the question that God is asking us today is that, what have we placed value in in our lives? What have we placed value in in our life? Because as I mentioned before, whatever we place value in, we give it more attention and more, more, more attention than everything. If today our focus is on Christ, we will give Christ our all. everything that was gained to me, I have considered it to be loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ. My Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and I consider them filthy. The original word that was used here was not filth. But I can't mention that word here. The original word that was used for this things that Paul has or had, these things that he was born into, carries even no weight, even filth has value than that thing. Paul said, all this has no value when it comes to my relationship with Christ. When it comes to me knowing Christ, these things has no value. I am grateful that the Lord has blessed me with the wisdom and with the knowledge to acquire what I have acquired. But regardless of all this, Christ is the sinner. The one person that says it well is Apostle Peter. And we are going to pray. In 2 Peter, Peter says this. Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, to whom have ordained a fate of equal privilege with ours, through the righteousness of God, of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Peter first mentioned of the multiplication of grace and peace 
But that grace and peace comes through the knowledge of knowing God. The grace and peace comes through the knowledge of knowing God. What is grace? The unmerited favor of God. The unconditional love towards a person who does not be deserve it. So Paul is looking at all this accomplishment, but yet he remembers where he came from. He remembers the, the, the place that he was once in, and now he can say that when I remember what the Lord has done for me, all this carries no weight. When I remember all that I have achieved, not through my own strength, not by my own strength, not by my own abilities, not by what, not by not by works, not by the fact that I deserve it. For by, when I remember all this, for by grace I've been saved. So I count these things all loss. Once again, I want to pose the question: What carries weight in your life? What do you put value in, in your life? What may grace and peace, may grace and peace, the unmerited favor of the Lord be upon us and peace. Peace means rest, completeness, soundness, to have peace means a state of wholeness or completeness without any deficiency or lack. Paul said, when I consider all these things lost, I consider all these things lost because what? Grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. So now even though in the sight of man, it looks like Paul has lost everything. He's gained more than he has lost. Because we know people who have everything, but yet they have no peace. Everything that Paul had, he worked for it. But when favor finds him, it's unmerited. He does not deserve it, but yet the Lord gives it to him. Why? Through the knowledge of God. Through the knowledge of God. He receives peace. So it's not because Paul never had a problem. He has a problem, but he has peace in the storm, in the midst of the storm. And that is the knowledge that God wants us to have. That it's not about us. It's about what he did on the cross. It's not about what we have achieved, but it's about his grace. So the Bible says, for by grace you've been saved through faith, not by works. When I remember everything, I count it a loss. I'm just laying the foundation. Tomorrow and Sunday, the word of God will flow. But Paul is saying that when I remember the family that I come from, 
to some of us is horrible, to others is important. Either it's horrible or it's, it's, it's so important, it does not carry weight. Why? Because Christ has paid the price for us. When I remember all that I have achieved, a master of law, probably at that time we will even describe it, a PhD of law. It does not matter. The fact is this, when I have Christ, I have it all. When you have Christ, you have it all. The message is simple. The loss of everything comes to a place of crucifying your flesh. The loss of everything comes to the place of you saying that life without Christ is dead. Life without Christ is of no importance. So what we have value in it, what we can hold in high esteem, if it does not pertain to the knowledge, the wisdom of God, we are wasting our time. One question and we enter into a time of prayer. What are we holding on to? One thing about the knowledge of God is that it's the truth about the law, about the word of God. The knowledge of God is the truth about the word of God. And the knowledge of God is very continuous. So if you think you know you have acquired one and that is enough, go to chapter 2. There is more in there. If you think chapter 2 is also enough, let's go to chapter 3. The more we study, the more we walk with Christ, the more we experience his favor, the more we walk with Christ, the more we experience his peace. So Paul is saying that I count it all lost because these things, when I chase after them, the end goal will be death. But when I chase after Christ, the end result is life. Good or bad, let it go. And let the focus be on Christ. Let the focus be about the knowledge of God. I am so surprised that if one person will talk about the knowledge of God, it has to be Peter. Peter has the, relation, the relational knowledge of Jesus. He's worked with Jesus. This is a guy who saw Jesus coming and he walked to Jesus. So this Peter has so much experience with Jesus, but he has come to the place that even with his personal, the, his physical experience with Jesus, there was more in him that he never knew. There is more in God that we've not encountered. So Apostle Paul said, I crucify my flesh. All this, I count it of no gain. Because the end result is that one day the master will come and will say unto us, you good and faithful servants. We are so busy, the world is so busy. We are searching for everything, but the one thing that the world is not searching for is Jesus. It's not because we don't know Jesus. It's because we are so entangled with life that we have no time for him. But as much as 
we, be, we are still Christians and we still call ourselves children of God. Knowledge is continual. Knowledge is continual. The knowledge of God that will bring us to the place of excellence is the knowledge that we acquire every day. Then through the scriptures, through the word of God. Not based on our experience. Our experience matters, but our experience carries no weight when it comes to God. It's about what he has said. Understand this when it's when if life was all about experience, then, then David never deserved a throne. If life, if what Paul is talking about, it's all about where you come from, then David did not deserve a throne because he was a shepherd. But when grace finds you through the word of God, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are from. It doesn't matter what name that you carry. All that matters is grace. And that is what God wants us to search for today. One word that God told me. The word is over, please. Preaching is over. One word that God told me is that let go. Let go. Whatever you are holding on to, let it go. Let the focus be him. Let it go. I don't know this word actually God dropped in that during worship. He said, tell my people that let it go. Shall we be on our feet?